The following program was paid for by the Bianchi Law Group, LLC. The views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMTR. As always, it is advisable to consult a professional before making a major decision. Robert A. Bianchi Esquire and David J. Bruno Esquire are New Jersey Supreme Court Certified Criminal Trial Attorneys of the Bianchi Law Group, LLC, handling criminal defense, domestic violence, and municipal court cases with a team of former prosecutors who fight the government when they charge their clients with crimes. 8 Campus Drive, Suite 105, Parsippany, New Jersey, 07054, 862-210-8570. So you've come here for the truth. Well, we've got the truth and nothing but the truth. Two of New Jersey's well-known former prosecutors bring you real-life encounters and candid conversations from thought-provoking guests ranging from all walks of life. Here you will find how today's thought leaders in their industries faced immense challenges and adversities with captivating stories ending in personal triumph and ultimate success. Come here for the truth and to know your most important rights, the right to live a fulfilled life, and your right to be your own success. Here are your hosts, Robert A. Bianchi and David J. Bruno. Welcome to WMTR Radio's Nothing But The Truth with your hosts, Bob Bianchi and Dave Bruno. Dave, we have uh, not only are we on every Saturday at 1030, podcast dropping on Wednesday. Uh, we're trying to promote people that are, are great mindset, awesome individuals, talking about life experiences. And we got another one of our own today. Why don't you make an introduction of Mr. Chris Eaton Esquire, one of the attorneys, former prosecutors at the Bianchi Law Group. Yeah, Chris, welcome to Nothing But The Truth. I mean, this is a show on mindset, and we talk about, you know, mindset and also habits and purpose and things like that. So Chris comes to us from the Brooklyn DA's office as a uh, trial attorney over there in New York, and there's a transition into New Jersey uh, that we welcomed. And also your wife is an assistant prosecutor in New Jersey as well, so it runs in the family. Um, welcome to the show. You know, just give our audience a little background on, uh, on who you are. Glad to be here, guys. Uh, grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, went to Amherst College, then went to St. John's Law School. Uh, always wanted to be a cop, actually. And then uh, my father, who's an attorney, always pushed me to get my law degree. And then I decided being a prosecutor was the best of both worlds. Um, interned in the Manhattan DA's office, the Queens DA's office, the Eastern District of New York on two occasions. And then I landed in the Brooklyn DA's office in 2015, where I was in the Green Zone Trial Bureau. Great. And how long were you in Brooklyn before you came to the Bianchi Law Group? I was there for approximately six years. Uh, I was in the Green Zone Trial Bureau. Uh, we handled all crimes in Coney Island, Sunset Park, uh, Crown Heights, and other parts of Brooklyn. We covered five precincts. And when I was a prosecutor in the Green Zone, um, I got promoted to a senior felony assistant handling the shootings and the gang cases in Brooklyn in my precincts. And then after five years, I was promoted to deputy bureau chief where I handled all the DWI prosecution in the county. Well, that's amazing. And Brooklyn must have a high volume of the type of cases and some of the more violent crimes. And what's, what was the experience there versus what you're seeing over here in New Jersey? Brooklyn is very dense. It's very densely populated, and crime right now is through the roof. Um, so the gang violence in certain parts of Brooklyn, specifically the 7-0 precinct, the 7-1 precinct, the 7-7, the 7-3, um, was, was terrible at the time when we were there. So um, the gun violence, the shootings, the attempted murders, the homicide rates were going up dramatically, and we did everything we can at the time to try to um, 
counteract the, the rise in crime. Yeah, and moving over to New Jersey, I mean, it must have been some transition, right? Because you got different procedure in New York as well as substantive laws, and it's very, very different over here. How has that transition been since coming over to our team of former prosecutors at the Bianchi Law Group? Of course, it's definitely different. Um, at the end of the day, the substantive laws is, is quite similar. An assault is an assault, a robbery is a robbery. Uh, a lot of the elements are quite the same. Um, what's different in New Jersey versus New York is the sentencing guidelines, um, the, the statute names, the 2C code versus the penal law in New York, which took a little bit getting used to. Um, but once I got the hang of the 2C code and where the robbery statutes are and the assault statutes are, it was a, a pretty organic transition. Um, and I also had to take that into consideration when I came to the criminal defense side, considering I was on the prosecution side for six years. Sure. Coming from Brooklyn, look, with your experience, I mean, you pretty much could have went wherever you wanted to go over here in Jersey or New York on the defense side. Uh, why did you pick the Bianchi Law Group to join? I was looking at a couple of different places to, uh, to land, and I had the opportunity to reach out to you, actually, and, and I applied. And I applied on LinkedIn, and then I decided, you know what, this firm looks pretty good. So I'm going to actually email Bob Bianchi directly. And that's what I did. And when I spoke to Bob, uh, actually, I think that was one of the main reasons that I got a, a meeting and an interview, because uh, I reached out to Bob directly, and he said I appreciated that. And I looked at the website. I looked at the website and the social media postings and um, your model and what you guys stand for uh, was very important to me. And I didn't want to just go to any criminal defense firm. I wanted to go to a criminal defense firm that has the same values as mine. Mm. Um, a, a group of prosecutors who know the secret sauce, I guess you could say, or has the other guy's playbook. Um, and it puts us at a great advantage when we're representing our clients. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, just so the audience understands, I mean, we uh, take laborious efforts to find the right attorneys and all the staff in our office and turn a lot of people away. We do a lot of interviews and Chris, you know, impressed us. And I think we get to the value piece first. Uh, one of our first interviews always is about values. That's what we're Dave and myself are trying to figure out. Do you have the right mindset? Are you uh, consistent with our core values of courage, compassion, and commitment, uh, which are not punchlines for us? We really mean it. We want lawyers that are skilled, former prosecutors that are not afraid to go into court and fight. And, and that's not an easy thing to do because uh, not all prosecutors went into court and fought, and not all that get out on the defense side do that. But we believe, like we say all the time in our huddles, are squeezing every drop we can on behalf of the client. So, Chris, it's not uh, for the faint of heart it, what it is that we do. Um, and we've been very impressed with you, your personality, your mindset. Uh, great addition to the team. Fun guy. Thank you. Uh, yeah, all, all good stuff. And and an excellent lawyer. I mean, there's one thing I like about you, and maybe you could talk a little bit about it from your where this comes from. I know you were in athletics and in the in case you can't see on the radio, but you'll see on the podcast, Chris is my uh, enforcer. Should we ever need anything in the office? He's a big dude in, in, in a good way. He's in shape. He's a, uh, an athlete. Um, but I was impressed by how anything we give to you, you take. Uh, right from the very beginning, uh, many people could have been like, well, I don't know New Jersey law, and I don't know whether it's family court, whether it's federal court, whether it's state court. You... Uh, with a smile on your face, pick it up, you go in and you get the job done and you're getting excellent results. Where, where does that come from in your life? Well, first and foremost, as you said, I was an athlete, right? So I have a competitive chip, um, which to me is a benefit. 
Um, but coming to New Jersey and coming to a, a private firm as opposed to working at the government, um, the government work is quite repetitive, right? It's similar cases and similar procedure. And coming to New Jersey, now I'm working on the opposite side of the law. Now being a criminal defense attorney in a different state, um, I really wanted to take the opportunity to absorb as much as I can and learn as much as I can in a short amount of time, which would benefit myself as well as the firm and the clients we represent. So, for example, today, my first federal sentencing, I haven't dealt with that. Um, it was a great experience. I learned a lot um, dealing with the family law aspect and the restraining orders and different types of cases on a daily basis. Um, I'm learning all the different aspects of the New Jersey 2C code, um, learning how the Jersey procedure works. And in my opinion, it's only going to benefit the firm and, and the clients that we represent on a daily basis. Well, I, just to follow up on that, I mean, um, like my father told me when I got out of being an assistant prosecutor, and we did a lot of civil work. It was very foreign to me. Uh, did federal civil work, business cases, whatever. And I was nervous about that. And he said, kid, if you could try a case as a criminal you know, prosecutor and prove cases beyond the reasonable doubt to 12 jurors, you'll be surprised at how easy it is to handle civil cases because you're good on your feet. You're a real trial. You have that experience. I see that transitioning over to you. I mean, those, that skill set is always going to be there regardless of whether you're practicing here, there, or the other. Of course. And, and being an attorney as a prosecutor, um, direct examination, cross-examination, evidence, obtaining discovery, um, even negotiation, argument in court, just being able to stand on your feet when you're caught with a dilemma or a request from a judge that you didn't deal with in the past, it all translates to criminal defense side. You need to be able to now review discovery, know what you're missing, how to direct and cross-examine witnesses, and that also transfers to the restraining order matters, which are civil in nature, but those are essentially summary summary proceedings, which are smaller trials. You're doing the same thing, opening, closing, admitting evidence, um, cross-examining, direct examining. So all that's, all those skills and that skill set translate to pretty much everything we do here. Yeah, yeah sure. And look, up to six attorneys at the Bianchi Law Group, all former prosecutors. And what about that morning huddle that we're able to all jump on and the ability to bounce things off our colleagues and get feedback and input from the other former prosecutors here. How does that play into that transition in you learning New Jersey law? The transition was a lot easier due to that camaraderie and that morning huddle that we have. Um, working along with Joe and Danielle, and as well as the two of you as well, um, I had the opportunity to bounce ideas off constantly. Hey, what do you think about this? Or, hey, I'm not sure about this procedure. How do we go about handling this matter? Or if I had a question about substantive law, gives you the opportunity to really uh, do a deep dive and get other people's opinion. Because one attorney may handle a case slightly differently than another attorney. I think it's the best way to go forward. You may give me a different perspective that makes me second guess what I was doing, and it may be a better outcome for the client. Yeah, I, I, see, that, that goes back to my experience of when I first got out of being an assistant prosecutor, and I felt lonely. Like we didn't have that camaraderie that we used to have in the prosecutor's office, but I also felt like I had nobody to bounce ideas off. Where in the prosecutor's office, you can go to anybody. Hey, what do you think about this? And how would you do that? Or, And so that's why we set this office up a lot like how prosecutors are, so that you have a safety net, myself included. I mean, I'm learning in those huddles, you know, all the time, just as, just as you guys are learning and going back and forth. And that gets the optimal result for the client. I'm just curious. Uh, who, what is the motivating factor for you wanting to be a trial attorney in, in your heart? Like, where did this come from? What do you love about it? Being a trial attorney, yeah. I always, the first time I stepped foot in the courtroom was when I was interning at the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Eastern District. 
Um, I technically didn't second seat the trial, but I was in the courtroom. I was sitting with the AUSA, and it was a great opportunity for me to see how the legal system works. Um, that was one of the motivating factors to be a prosecutor. I love being in the courtroom. I love arguing. I love representing at the time the people of the state of New York. And now, to the contrary, I'm representing the people the, the people of the state of New Jersey who are caught in a bad position, not as a prosecutor, but as a criminal defense attorney, those who are charged with crimes. And a lot of them are very vulnerable. They're at the most difficult times of their life. And that's why I decided to go to the criminal defense side. Um, you're able to help people walk them through one of the most difficult decisions of their life, pleading guilty or not pleading guilty, taking a case to trial or not taking a case to trial. And there's a lot of consequences that come with pleading guilty or taking a case to trial or uh, proceeding with the matter. So it, it really gives me the satisfaction knowing that I'm helping our clients work through a difficult time, making sure they get the best possible result and outcome, and making sure that the consequences that they have to suffer as a result of whether they decide to go to trial or take a plea is uh, minimal. All right. All right. Well, you listen to WMTR Radio is nothing but the truth. Your host, Bob Bianchi and Dave Bruner, every Saturday at 1030. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. At the Bianchi Law Group, our team of former prosecutors and certified criminal trial attorneys specialize in criminal defense and domestic violence cases. When you need a law firm with courage, compassion, and the commitment to fight for you, call the Bianchi Law Group today. Welcome to WMTR Radio's at the Butter Truth. We are back with Chris Eaton, one of our former prosecutors here at the Bianchi Law Group. Very impressed with Chris and everything he's done. So, Chris, uh, you got a very affable personality. You're uh, a very good negotiator, but you're also tough when it needs to be done, which is the skill set that we really love. So, how, where did this come from in your background? Where, your family, like where your personality, your makeup, uh, and, and touch a little bit if you can on what your experience has been like in having to represent real human beings. A prosecutor doesn't do that. Prosecutors like looking at a file for the most part. They don't get to talk to a defendant. It's a big difference, and people are surprised. Like, how could you be a prosecutor and now be a criminal defense lawyer? Answer that question. So a part of my, I don't want to call it aggressive nature, but my zealous advocacy in the courtroom, I guess you can say, uh, part of it comes from being a Brooklyn guy. I grew up in New York. Uh, that definitely gives you a certain chip on your shoulder, which to me, I looked at as a benefit. Um, being a prosecutor, like you said, you're not representing a client. You're representing the people of the state of New York for me in New York. Um, and it's kind of a, a figure. You're representing the, the community in which you live and the county in which you uh, prosecute. Here, the Bianchi Law Group, as a private criminal defense attorney, uh, like I mentioned earlier, you're representing a client, a human being who has emotions. And sometimes as a prosecutor, it's hard to realize that. You get a file, the file has a name and a docket number, and you open the file, and it has basically everything the guy did wrong and the crime that he's charged with. And it's a file, and it's not a human being. Mm -hmm. And you don't get that personal effect when you're looking at the file, even when you see them in court. Um, on our side, you see the human being. You see him as a family man, as a father, as a husband, as a brother. Uh, a lot of the clients that I represent now, I've actually become quite close with, and they become a friend. Um, and then that really gives me the motivation to stand up for them in court and make sure they get the best possible resolution. Um, even in situations where we get a great plea right off the bat, I'm doing everything we can to make sure and push and, and basically take every channel to make sure we can get the best resolution, whether it's a mitigation package, whether it's speaking to the prosecutor mm -hmm. or going up the chain to a supervisor to make sure that we're getting the best result. Yeah, that mitigation package, Dave, uh, you know, this, this is key. 
the, the prosecutors antiseptically many times, understandably, are looking at a deluge of files. And one of our jobs, and I'm very proud of how our firm does this, is humanizing that client to the prosecutor to let them understand, Dave, that you're dealing with a human being whose life was typically otherwise unblemished and, and, and productive, uh, although may have done something wrong that has tragic consequences. And, and it really does lead to, when you do that, in many instances, a, a great reduction in how the prosecutor goes about handling the harshness of the case. Dave. Sure. I mean, I guess the three of us can all agree that when prosecutors are evaluating cases and what a fair and reasonable plea offer or disposition is, it's very hard for a prosecutor to make that decision without knowing the mitigation information and the background and education and the hardships and maybe someone's going through addiction issues or mental health issues. And unfortunately, as we go and we come out of COVID, it's more and more that we learn about some of our clients that are dealing with underlying issues that just don't show up in a, in a file for a prosecutor. So I think that experience is important as well as the compassion. And you hit upon it, and I'd like to highlight it too. It's like when we have to deal with individuals, there's a lot of uncertainty that goes for, for the criminal case. Uh, when we're talking about indictable crimes in New Jersey or felonies in other states, I mean, there's the possibility of jail and prison. When their liberties literally can, can can we think of another situation where literally somebody's liberty just can be pulled out from them, and they have to come to us at their worst, and that compassion is so important. So let's talk about the compassion. I mean, does it come naturally, and and what has your experience been on the defense side working with individuals with this exposure? It took a little bit of time being a prosecutor for so long. Your mindset. Is, is is shaped in one way, right? So you come over to the defense side, and I started looking at the files as I got them, and I'm looking at our clients' cases, and I analyzed it as a prosecutor at first. But it actually was a benefit, because I'm realizing, okay, as a prosecutor, I'm looking at the case, and I'm looking at the weaknesses of the case. And then I flipped the switch in my mind, and I'm like, oh, this is what we can exploit. The police didn't do this, or they don't have this statement, or they don't have this evidence. So it actually, it helped. Um, as far as compassion, you know, speaking with our clients, um, a lot of them are so upset. They're so distraught because this one incident is a lot of times an anomaly in an otherwise exceptionally lived life. Sure. So when we speak with our clients, a lot of times when I submit the mitigation package, our, I, they, they laugh. I say, hey, do me a favor. Send me a picture of you and your family. Or send me a picture of you at your job or you and your kids or you at your whatever it is. And they laugh and they go, why? I said, just send it to me. I'm going to include it in the mitigation package. And one prosecutor specifically said, who's your client? And I said, the guy in the photo right there. Standing. And they go, that's your client, really? I said, yeah, it's a family man looking at him with his mom and his dad and his sister and his brother and his girlfriend. And at that moment, I think it kind of clicked. And I think the prosecutor's guard dropped. And they realized that it's not just the file. It's a young person who has a family and who has a great job. And then this one mistake that they made could potentially affect their life. You know, I, I'm, I've been asked by the New Jersey State Bar Association, David, just got confirmation today to, to lecture or moderate, actually, a uh, program about uh, plea negotiations and relationships between prosecutors and defense attorneys. And I think this the reason we hire only former prosecutors is because they know how prosecutors think, and therefore we can re-engineer it. Uh, but part of that process, and, and I think I really benefited when I got nominated to be the Morris County prosecutor because I had assistant prosecutor experience, defense experience. 
So when I came into the prosecutor's job, I knew there was a story behind all of these individuals because I had learned that as a defense lawyer. It made me a better head county prosecutor because I tried to push the staff to understand justice is more than just hitting a fly with a sledgehammer and, and getting maximum sentences. It's about, it, and it's hard. It's hard to find where justice, it's a very amorphous concept, lands in terms of deterrence, but also mercy and compassion. And so that's why we leverage that, Chris. And, and so did you find it odd that you actually felt so connected to the pain that these clients were going through in a way that you would never have imagined when you were a prosecutor? A prosecutor. When we interviewed, I remember speaking with you and Dave, and you said, you're going to feel compassion for our clients. And at the time, I was still a prosecutor. It was hard for me to actually understand that concept because you're wearing a certain hat and you're prosecuting certain individuals for crimes that they committed. And it was a pretty quick transition once I started talking to our clients and realizing they're their fathers, and their sons, and their husbands or wives or whatever it is, and that they do have these lives and that these mistakes that they made were a one-time thing and it potentially could ruin their lives or have them lose their jobs. Um, and it became easier and easier and easier every time I spoke to a new client. And I really started to understand the compassion aspect. Um, and now, I mean, some of these clients, like I mentioned earlier, have become some, some close friends. I talk to them. I help them. It's not only you're helping them with their legal case. Sometimes you're just talking with them to calm them down or um, make them understand that they're going to be okay. Yes, I just, I just want to follow up with that there before you go. Yeah. It's, it's so important that as human beings... That it's not just about how many people we put, years we put people in jail, or don't, as a defense lawyer, put people in jail. It's about the difference we can make day in and day out just by letting somebody breathe a little easier. And that's a phrase my father used to talk about. We have the power to make people breathe easier as attorneys. It may not result with great legal result, but the greatest, I think one of the greatest cases we had, Dave, was one with a very tough-nosed prosecutor. Uh, who want to send our client to state prison, and she was such a wonderful person. It was like we sent mitigation packages, letters. It was like bouncing off Superman, bullets bouncing off Superman. Yeah. Until we got into a motion where we decided to put her on the witness stand for one reason. It's not a legal reason. It was a tactical reason. We wanted him to cross-examine her to see what a decent, articulate, well-educated person who's lived, as you said, an otherwise great life but made a mistake, and it was a tragic one. And not five minutes after she got off that witness stand, he said, do you mind if we meet and, and can, I, can I speak to your client? And that was the hook. I knew once he sat down, we were in that office, right? Yeah. And he went from state prison to, I'm going to give her probation, no jail time. That's the power of connection. It is the power of connection and also the philosophy. What we stand for is while mitigation is very important to humanize our clients for the prosecutor's office, look, our experience as prosecutors lends itself to identifying search and seizure issues and where there could be motions to suppress. So while we're focused on the law and the prosecutor has to prove the case beyond a reasonable doubt in each element and there are motions to be filed, it's, it's a dual approach mitigating our clients and humanizing as well as attacking the evidence and we found a lot of success from that particular philosophy i want to end real quick we have two minutes left but you've mentioned your clients being family men and women as well as your father but but chris you're a relatively new father yourself um you have a baby girl and i i uh, ask you how has your perspective changed uh, now being a father to to a, a baby, a young, a young child that you have to teach 
and uh, and and be a father too. Definitely. Uh, yeah, Emma, uh, almost two years old, uh, changed my world, flipped my world upside down for the better. Um, and, and just seeing, I mean, of course, I want to keep her as safe as possible, and I want to make sure that nothing bad ever happens to her and protect her. Just trying to raise her the best way possible, be there for her. Um, my wife is wonderful, as you mentioned. She's a prosecutor in uh, Mercer County, so it's an interesting balance at the home. Um, I bet you're both learning from one another through this experience of you coming out of the prosecutors. Definitely. Um, especially both of us coming from Brooklyn. She was a prosecutor in Brooklyn as well. That's where we met. Um, but both transitioning to Jersey law, um, we've, we've taught each other a lot. Um, just law and how the procedure works. And um, it's definitely been a benefit. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, baby girl, um, she's great. And uh, just doing everything I can to keep her safe. All right. Awesome. Chrissy Eaton, it's been a great addition to the Bianchi Law Group's team of former prosecutors. I uh, appreciate everything you're doing, Chris, and uh, thank you. Keep it up. You're listening to WMTR Radio, Something About the Truth, with your host, Bob Bianchi, Dave Bruner, every Saturday, 1030. And Dave, talk to us about the podcast. Yeah, Chris, thank you uh, for appearing today and telling us your story. This is going on the air, as everyone knows. Yeah, it's on the air every Saturday mornings, but we also put it out on podcast in Spotify and iTunes. Google Podcasts is the recent platform. And we have a landing page with all of the video that you can see the video with Chris and all the rest of the guests at nothingbutthetruthpodcast.com. So, Chris, again, thank you for entering Nothing But The Truth, being a part of this team, and we are both grateful for you. And if anybody's interested, we may be renting Chris out for some security services, should you potentially need (laughs) I'll (laughs) Yeah, we were down in Atlantic City for the State Bar Association, and certainly it was good to have Chris around. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Chris. Of course. Thank you, guys. The Bianchi Law Group, a team of former prosecutors and certified criminal trial attorneys. But here's the thing. He put himself in a box when he said... Relied on by CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, Law and Crime, and news leaders across the country for our criminal defense expertise. In a search warrant, you have to have probable cause that a crime's been committed and there's evidence in a particular place. When you need a law firm with courage, compassion, and the commitment to fight for you, call the Bianchi Law Group today. 1-800-273-7500.